0: Welcome to Real Money Talks, real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hey, this is Laurel.
1: Welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, the podcast that talks about how to make money, how to keep it, how to invest it, use a team and systems to make it happen. A three to five year millionaire is in your reach, especially in this market it is so volatile right now. So for you entrepreneurs, real estate investors, it is, I've got 12, 18, 24 month millionaires coming in and a lot of them are in real estate clearly got some in cryptocurrencies, but a lot of industries are rocking right now. So we want you to stay on the playing field. And although the challenges of being an entrepreneur at, at the all time high, you can beat him with the right mentors and the right conversation. Today, I have with me Stephen Pezzavento, and I'm super excited to have him. We spent a little minute to get him here. Super successful, lives in Denver, Colorado, and I'm going to read some of his bio because it's phenomenal. He's done over 200 transactions in three years. Um, I'm curious, Stephen, as I introduce you, what year was your millionaire year?
2: Well, we hit over a million dollars of revenue our first year in the business, oh. flipped over oh. 75 houses year one.
1: Well done. He is a managing partner of Von Finch Capital, um, been full-time since 2016. Again, hundreds of transactions right now, mostly commercial and multifamily, but also does a lot in the conversation of mindset and just what are the lessons of successful entrepreneurs? So we're going to have kind of both those conversations, a little real estate, but I want to end with some lessons um, that, you know, entrepreneurs have to learn to be super successful. So welcome, Stephen.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. The whole concept and idea of understanding how people think so you can change those thoughts and beliefs and therefore change the actions you take is such a huge topic because if you want to become a millionaire, if you want to create wealth and cash flow and be able to have that freedom that being a millionaire uh, gives you, you need to change the way you think. You need to start thinking like a millionaire. You start thinking like an investor. We're going to get into that and more today.
1: So let's talk about the the thinking. You know, I was in The Secret. I worked for, you know, decades with Bob Proctor as a mentor and then a business partner. From your perspective, right? And you growing up through this, did you grow up with money? I'm curious. Like I didn't, I grew up on a farm in Nebraska. So so how did you get, like, give some first steps and talk more about your personal experience of how you got here, because you had to do some work like I had to do some work.
2: Yeah, I think at the core of it, it was realizing at a very early age that money, uh, I had a belief about money, that money was painful, that not having Mm -hmm. it was extremely painful. And uh, I saw a lot of pain around that. I saw a lot of shame around it. And uh, fortunately, early on, I was able to read some great books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, for Mm -hmm. our work week, start surrounding myself with some great mentors to really change the way that I was thinking. And it was through becoming obsessed with going after how to change the way that I think, you know, changing your mindset, which I define as your thoughts and beliefs and how those thoughts and beliefs end up leading to the actions you take and therefore the outcomes you experience. And what I found was by changing those thoughts and beliefs, you can change what you do. And therefore you can change your whole life and everything that comes after that. And so I became obsessed with understanding how you can think better, how you can do better and how you can be better. And you know, it all starts with those thoughts. It all starts with how you're showing up. But I didn't come from that, that world. So I had to go find some people who were thinking at a higher level. And start to really be able to uh, first, what I call borrowing beliefs. I had to borrow those from those folks. I had to be able to say, hey, well, what are they thinking? How do they go about living their life? And even if I don't 100% believe it's possible for me, how can I look at them as an example until I'm seeing it and feeling it and, and seeing that result in my life? I mean, I started working when I was, you know, 12 for a few bucks an hour, you know, on construction sites, working catering um, at a very, very young age. And so when I was a kid, I wanted to either be a chef like Emeril Lagasse or I wanted to renovate property like Bob Vila. But what I also knew was that I grew up in this blue collar mindset, middle-class, poor, um, you know, not a lot of money, great loving family, but it was always that source of pain. So I wanted to get as far away from that as soon as I realized that neither one of those careers in my eyes were gonna get me where I wanted to go. I was not gonna be on the construction side. And I was uh-huh. definitely... Had to get out of the kitchen after working there for you know six, seven years. Um, and where I ended up landing was I went into corporate America. I was a management consultant, went down that path, realized that I was making a lot of money, but I still wasn't fulfilled. It actually didn't solve all those pains. I had money, but something else was missing. And so that's what led me on this journey. I eventually found my way to real estate and have been able to combine both growing internally, personally, uh, and, you know, professionally together with making a lot of money. And that's essentially what we've been able to do with Von Finch Capital. We go out and find great deals. We put these deals together. We work with high income earners so that we can grow their cash flow and wealth. And we make money as a result of doing that by aligning our interests. And then I'm inspiring people through the investor mindset, investor mindset show, which is a podcast that I have as well. And that's just been able to make a huge difference in the world.
1: That's awesome. I want to go back to one thing before we jump over to real estate um, that I love that you said uh, is borrowing beliefs, And right? I said it in the secret. I said, you know, money comes easily and frequently. I said, in the beginning, it feels like a lie, but I love the words you gave what that was, which was borrowing beliefs mm-hmm. because I borrowed that belief from Bob Proctor. And then one day mm-hmm. it was real. Speak to that uh, as a as an action that our listeners could take. How could they borrow some beliefs today? What do they start well, with?
2: One- One belief that you, I want to encourage everyone to start borrowing is that money is everywhere, that money is in true abundance. And when we really believe that money is in abundance, that becoming a millionaire is simply believing that you can be a millionaire and believing it fully at the highest level. And first, you might think to yourself, well, hey, I don't have a lot of money. I don't really see that happening or showing up in my life. But when you start borrowing that belief, when you start operating from that place where it is in abundance, it starts showing up. A perfect example of that is I've had many times as an entrepreneur where I've gone from boom, we're making a lot to bust. Where's the money coming from? I have no idea. But as soon as I am stuck in that belief of money's hard, it's not coming. Am I going to raise the capital for this deal? How are we going to pay our bills? If I'm focused on that, it doesn't show up. But as soon as I let go, I believe that it will come and everything will work out the way it's supposed to literally thousands of dollars will just show up. A deal will pop out of nowhere. I'll have 20 or 30 grand in my bank account the week before I had five. And what's amazing about that is when you can really, truly live with that, millions really do start flowing to you, right? And it sounds crazy if you're not living with that, but I know you know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Exactly. So I'm shaking my head saying I love how you said it. So uh, I appreciate the clarity and distinctive, just the distinctions about that. So I want to jump fast forward. Your first real estate transaction. Talk a little bit about that. So many people right now, as you know, want to get into real estate, and I'm in the Northern Nevada market. Um, I have a huge construction development company, and boys, we're doing hundreds of millions in development. I've got apartments in Kansas and Ohio. I mean, I got a huge spread out market, probably like you do. But that first transaction. Talk about how you got into it, because a lot of our listeners, you know, they're they're in that. You know, am I going to jump? Am I going to do it? I don't know how to do it. And I want to put the risk in there that, you know, in a lot of these markets, it's a seller's market They're They've got here. They got, I shouldn't say they got here late. There's deals everywhere. But talk about your first deal.
2: People have been saying that we got here late when I arrived in 2016. And people have <laughs> been talking about the market crashing since I got into the game. And heck, if I would have held on to everything I bought, I'd, I'd, it would be, you know, 3, 3X in some, in some cases on some of these properties I've seen. I mean, uh, the truth is that there's always an opportunity to find a deal. At the core, that's a belief you have to hold. That doesn't mean that every opportunity you look at is a deal. You have to have the skill sets, expertise, and experience, which is frankly why a lot of people work with uh, sponsors and operators like Von Finch, like ourselves, because we bring that expertise to the table and people have the ability to focus on doing what they do best, making money in their business or in their career. But if you're not making money in your business and career, then you need to start there. Because you can't invest what you don't have. You, yep. You're not really investing. I mean, unless you're running a business like ours, which our business is investing, mm-hmm. we invest our capital and other people's, but we're still making money with our own money and our own expertise. But when I got started, you know, mm-hmm. I I didn't buy my first property until 27. And that was after I had dove in full time into real estate. I had cut myself off from all other opportunities. I had a you very job,
1: kind right? Of, did you start I'm sorry, quit. I to, just I want the the, the procession because a lot of people think they can have these very active and I love the, the you were you were so aligned in our conversation about go get your money made and put your money to work more successful teams because exactly what I teach is so critical so I really want to step through did you quit your job then due to your deal uh, how do you how do you go from that management consultant job to that first real estate transaction.
2: No, I'm a big believer that you have to be all in focused in the areas of life that matter most. And so for me, it's not so much about balance. It's about focusing on those right things. And so for me, at this point in my life, when I dove in, growth was number one. And therefore, right alongside that was my career. And so for me, I stepped away from management consulting. I stepped away from technology where I'm making a lot of money. And I had to go all in 100% because for years, I had thought about making that a focus, but it wasn't a focus. So I had to burn the boats, burn the bridges, and just go all in. And as a result of doing that, you know, I was able to flip over 75 houses within that first year. But it started with one. For me, it started with I went out and found some mentors and a community. And I started first by going to a local real estate meetup. I was very intentional. I found somebody there who was gonna be speaking and I found a way to get close to them, to add value to their world because I had more time than I had money because I had just you know, made this decision to go all into this direction. So as a result of that mentorship, I learned a lot. I was able to soak in a lot of information, but other people around me saw that growth happening. They saw that I was a high performer and that drew them in. And so before I'd even had my first deal, I had probably 6 or 7 deals under contract. Now that took, you know, 4 to 6 months to get to that point, but essentially when I closed on my first real estate deal I also had five or six other deals that were closing, but that first $2,500 check or $3,500 check or $4,500 check, that first dollars that I got was some of the best money that I ever made. Because what it did for me was it confirmed that borrowed belief that I talked about earlier. All of a sudden, I went from thinking, Stephen, you can do this. I know it's possible to, I, I feel it. I've done it. You've proven to yourself that you can. And that's what a lot of people need to do that, whether you're passively investing with a group like Von Finch or you're working uh, in some other kind of way, shape or form of doing it on your own. You have to have that moment to build that momentum, even if it's small. And so that was what ended up happening for me. Yes, I got into some Airbnb early on. Yes, I had never owned any of those properties. Yes, I made some money in that space. But to me, it wasn't real. Until I had actually bought a property and I showed that, hey, I can do this. And, you know, I look back, you know, I've I've raised tens of millions of dollars, bought hundreds of millions of dollars of real estate. And it all started with that decision, that decision to go all in, that decision to say, I am going to find a way to make this happen. And if you want to be a millionaire, if you want to go down that path, you need to make that decision and you need to go find some people already doing it, shortcut the path, spend some money. If you don't have money, go find a way to get. get some money so that you can invest in yourself.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm a huge proponent. I have uh, had mentors since I was 17. It's one of the first things we say to everyone if you're out there listening again, you got to have someone. I would say mentors do three things. They shortcut yeah, the, any cost, you know, costly errors. They open up their Rolodex for access and they bring years and years and years of experience to just reduce that risk. So it's absolutely imperative um, that you walk in hand in hand. The one thing, uh, the word I give, uh, what you were speaking about is evidence. So those of you that want uh, on our podcast and following, it's that evidence that Stephen's talking about, of seeing the money in the bank account, seeing that first check, that first wire come in, and knowing you could do that transaction. Um, Talk about the stock market and alternative. So I am a huge alternative investing fan, not a fan of the arbitrage and the emotion of the market. Um, talk about just that, not only that distinction, but why you chose real estate. I mean, I chose it too. We're very, very aligned, um, but I would love your perspective.
2: I mean, so I think most people are investing somewhat in the traditional markets in the stock market and bonds and wall street, mutual funds, they're going down this path. And there's a reason they're going down that path. It's because it's been marketed for the last hundred years. There's a very large industry built around that. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you, if you want to invest in a place where you don't have an edge, then go that path unless you're investing in a hedge fund or with some kind of specialized trader, uh, or you have some kind of edge in that space, then it makes sense. But for me, I like insider trading. As a real estate investor, as a sponsor and operator, Von Finch, our competitive edge, what makes us different than everyone else and what absolutely makes us different than investing in the stock market is that I have the ability to be an inside trader in each market, which means I get to make decisions to buy properties, to sell properties legally with insider knowledge, knowing what's happening, having the ability to force appreciation, to be able to take advantage of what's happening locally. If you're investing in Apple, nothing wrong. Great stock. It's going up. Tesla, great stock. It's been going up as well. Do I believe those are probably semi-inflated? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I believe they're going to go down? I don't know. And the truth is that if you have any unique specialized knowledge on what's happening with Apple or Tesla or these other companies, uh, you can't use that information to trade. But when you go and buy properties, when you go and buy real estate, when you invest in, you know, sponsored syndication firms like the work that we do at Von Finch, you have an ability to be able to invest uh, and leverage that insider knowledge to get much higher gains. So that's been one of the big things. The other thing is the returns are so much higher in comparison with the risk that you're taking because of that insider knowledge. And so that ends up going a long way. And it's one of the reasons why I love the, the non-traditional market over some of those traditional assets when it comes to investing.
1: So talk about, I'm in hundred percent agreement. I feel like I'm talking to uh, my younger self.
2: <laughs>
1: so <laughs> so much fun. Uh, Talk about the power of passive real estate investing. Cause I know I want to bring in the, the depreciation side and uh, just the alternative, it, just the whole tax structure. Cause most people don't see that. So they start increasing their income and they don't have the right investments to offset that on their final tax return.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a, it's a great, it's a very good question. And so what I, before I share with you, if you guys are interested in getting all the information about what it takes to invest passively, I encourage you to go to vonfinch.com slash playbook and grab this 52 page guide we put together because I can't cover all of it in a short amount of time we have, but you can grab that at vonfinch.com slash playbook. But what's inside that, that resource is, essentially outlining why it's so beneficial to passively invest in real estate to be a passive investor because yeah. when you're able to take the money that you earn in your career your business that's active earned income and then you're able to passively invest it the returns that you get are passive returns and passive returns are taxed at a different tax rate than active income so not only are you able to start leveraging what the ultra wealthy use to get rich it's by earning that passive income, you'd pay way less in taxes. But one of the other big benefits of investing specifically in real estate passively is that you get to offset those gains. You get to offset those gains that that taxable gain with these passive losses. So, if you're a passive investor and you're earning a bunch of money and you're earning it in all these different areas and these different places, whether that's the stock market, whether that's in a business that you own passively, you're able to actually write off a good portion if not all of those gains and essentially pay no taxes. And so it's one of the best kept secrets that isn't so secret for the ultra rich and ultra wealthy. And so when people complain about paying taxes, it's usually because they don't understand the game that they're playing the government essentially has one tool to incentivize its citizens to do actions that they believe are going to help society and so what they do is they have this big tax code that's the reason why it's so big it's because they've essentially created this treasure map it's an incentive program that says hey if you go do xyz we're going to charge you less in taxes and because you're going to be creating something that's beneficial for our society. So in the real estate sector, they want you to create housing, they want you to invest into physical assets. And so as a result of doing that, they give you this benefit, this bonus, they give you this write off, and you can affect a sec effectively pay no taxes on your passive income. And if you happen to be a real estate professional, meaning you are operating in real estate over 700 hours a year, in my experience, not tax advice, you're able to wipe out hundred percent of your active gains as well. So there's yep. some really powerful things that you can do. And the reason why you want to be passive in that position rather than try to go out and make your career doing this. Now, if you want to go that path, that's great. Follow in my footsteps, follow in others' footsteps. There's a lot of great strategies out there to do that. But for many people, I really believe that you've got a unique ability, unique skill set, something that you are the best at. And if you're making great money in your career or in your current business, continue to do that and pour that money with an expert to go out and operate on your behalf. And as a result, typically what you're going to see, you don't have to do any of the work we do all of it. Your interests are aligned, meaning we only make money based on you having a successful return. And then finally, oftentimes those returns are better than returns you can get because again, we have those in, that insider knowledge and those relationships. And so for that reason and many more, passive investing is one of the most powerful tools that the ultra rich and wealthy use to get and stay rich.
1: Yep. So talk about some of the decision points before people decide to do that. And in our community, a lot of you, you know, Justin, you know, Tim, you know, folks, exactly what we're talking about. You go be successful and make money and then passively participate in uh, in alternatives, real estate obviously included. So what are some of the decision points that people need to think about as they're listening?
2: It's it's so big, right? We talk about this in the, the Passive Investor Playbook. And it really all starts with understanding what you want and why you want it. It's yeah. so critical that you start yeah. here on first getting clear on what you want and why you want it. What is, what is the return I'm looking for? What is the type of investment? What is the outcome as a result of that investment gonna be? Am I looking to grow my equity and grow this pot of money that I have so it can be super big for the future? Am I looking to create a dividend today that I'm gonna live off of or is gonna create some kind of security? And what do I want when it comes to the risk I'm willing to take? Am I comfortable with the idea of a potential loss for a much higher return? Or would I much prefer to have absolutely no or very little risk of a loss but to take a smaller return. And by understanding what you want and why you want it, then you can go out and start finding the right sponsors, the right people who are operating, who are executing, who you find that you know, like, and trust them. And when you have that know, like, and trust with these sponsors, you know that they're gonna go execute on your behalf, then you start looking at their deals. It's once you find that alignment of who they are and what they're about, and you believe that your values are aligned with them and the track record's aligned, Then you start looking at their deals because just like you're going to go to different experts in other areas, you know, your accounting, your legal, your wealth uh, strategies, you're going to come and you're going to trust that they're going to find an opportunity. Then you look at that deal, you make sure it aligns and that's when you pull the trigger. So those are the steps that when it comes down to actually getting involved, it all starts with first understanding what you want because there's a lot of different strategies out there. And from there is when you, Uh, you know, you actually find that alignment.
1: So talk about some of the markets you're in right now, Stephen, and uh, maybe give a specific deal as an example of uh, people listening. It's just so they have a broader understanding, like pick a project, pick a market.
2: Yeah. So Von Finch Capital is investing in multiple markets from Denver to Dallas, to Jacksonville, to Phoenix, to Atlanta, and some other Midwestern markets in between. And so typically what we're buying is we're buying two to 300 unit apartment buildings, these are 25 to 75 million dollar properties and the way that it works is our investors they invest 50,000, 100,000, a million, 10 million dollars and they own a share of that business they're actually buying stock in that company they're buying units and yeah. then we go out and we purchase these properties we renovate them we improve the experience for tenants and we force appreciation through increasing rents and increasing that you know, that clientele experience. And as a result, that's where those returns come from. And yeah. so a great example of a deal we just closed in Denver was a rare legacy deal. This deal had not traded hands in 46 years. It hadn't been renovated wow. in 46 years. It was a uh, 276 unit property, a $71 million purchase price. Um, and we're going to go in and renovate all the units. And we're actually going to be able to increase rents by about 340 to $400 a unit. We're actually seeing higher Uh, increases in the last few months, just based on what's happening in the market. But what's cool about that property is normally Denver's a growth market. It's a market that we invest money into these deals. And we look to exit within one to three years, giving a phenomenal return to investors and going and doing it again. But because we bought it such a great basis, and this is such a legacy property, we're actually just gonna renovate that property, refinance it, return all of the money to investors for them to go invest somewhere else again. And then continue to create cash flow. So, just one example, we do a lot in the private equity space, so working in different types of asset classes out of multifamily, but we love apartments because they're much more secure uh, than any other uh, real estate opportunity that's out there uh, in relation to the type of returns that we're creating.
1: Well done. Well done. Congratulations on all that success. Uh, We're definitely going to follow up afterwards, you and I. Um, Before we end the podcast, um, I want to go to some of the lessons. Um, You have, you know, studying lessons of uh, really successful entrepreneurs. Share some of those success. We started the, the podcast with the beliefs and borrowing beliefs and changing where you're at now. But let's end with some lessons so the folks that are listening can take away some actions.
2: Yeah. So at the core, I think you guys have picked up on one of the most important pieces. We talked about it, but it really all starts with understanding what you want and why you want it. Because when you understand that, then everything else follows. But one of the biggest problems that I see people face when it comes to investing, when it comes to having success, is that they're unfocused. They're trying to go in too many directions at once. And so I'll share an example that I often see with young and up and coming real estate investors. I say young, not in age, but in experience in the industry is that you'll talk to somebody who's looking to get in the game and you'll hear them say, Hey, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to invest in storage and I'm going to start flipping some houses and I'm going to do this. and I'm going to do that. And and they've listing out all these different strategies and niches that are in the real estate sector. And I asked them, well, you know, what have you done so far? And, you know, usually they've maybe tried one thing or they've dabbled here, they dabbled there. And so they're operating from a place uh, where they lack focus. And when you lack focus, you don't have enough energy to put into one direction to create the momentum that you really need to break through and to show that you really can do the things that you believe you can do. And so you end up holding yourself back from having massive success because you're trying to go in too many directions. So one of the biggest things that ultra successful people do is they focus in one direction until they're successful. So what does that look like? Well, that looks like choosing a strategy. If you're looking to get invested in real estate, you're looking to go down a path. It's to study up and learn everything about apartments. It's to go down that path and you know be a passive investor and understand what it takes to go find deals and really go down that path until you've invested in multiple opportunities and you really have a great understanding of what it takes to go and do that. If you want to go another direction, no problem. Just choose what that direction is and put your effort and energy in that direction until you find success. And you'll probably say, Hey, Steven, well, I know people who are successful and they own multiple businesses. And the truth is, yes, you can have multiple streams of income. And I recommend you do, but first you need to create one, you create one that will support the rest of the others. And then those become, uh, the limbs or the branches that grow off of that center spoke that. Uh, is that main business so you got to start with focus that's the first one and one of the most important of these five success principles
1: i love it love it so again share the link where people can uh, opt in go get some of your amazing uh, work and content and uh, i will look forward to having you actually back here because i'd love to continue our conversation our podcast is wrapping up but before we do that how do they reach you
2: yeah one of the best places to reach me is go uh follow the investor mindset podcast on your favorite podcasting app, download an, an episode. If you're looking to reach out to me, head over to Instagram at Steven.pesavento or reach me on any of the social media, shoot me a DM. Someone from my team will reach out. And if you're looking to get a hold of that passive investor playbook, you can do that. Uh vonfinch.com slash playbook. And uh, we look forward to helping support you make some massive change and growth in your world. Thanks for listening. And I uh, hope you take some action today.
1: Thank you, Stephen. It's been great to have you as a guest here on Laurel's Real Money Talk. So again, make sure you are subscribing to mine and Stephen's and your favorite podcast, especially those of you that are in the beginning, as you said, not in age, but in in a beginning stage, whether you're launching a business, launching into real estate, uh, learn from those of you that have us really that have gone before you. So again, you listen to Laurel's Real Money Talks, any questions or requests, you go to asklaurel.com, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L, spell my name properly, uh, asklaurel.com. You can put your name, phone number, make a request for someone you want to talk to, or something that you're needing in your life. And uh, we'll see you next week on Laurel's Real Money Talks. Take care. Perfect.
2: All right. Awesome. Very good. You're awesome. I
1: feel like I'm talking to myself. You're brilliant. So who are some of your early mentors and coaches?
2: Some early mentors, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Robert Kiyosaki. Tony Robbins, huge for sure. Really dove in deep into his content, experienced a lot of what what he's put out in the world. But there's a ton of them. It's hard to list them all, right? What about you? It sounds like you're on the the same wavelength here. Well,
1: I I actually, from 96 to 2000, um, I was the master distributor of the cash flow game. So I was on the original Rich Dad, Poor Dad advisory team. I was with Dolph DeRose, Uh I was with that whole group. And then in 2000, it all disbanded. Um, Uh And then I stayed with Sharon Lecter, who's one of my, I call her my financial mom. And uh, did a lot of work with Keith Cunningham, who was really the real rich dad. Keith, Uh, amazing. Right, I love him. And then um, Bob Proctor a lot. And then I traveled Zig Ziglar's uh, life the last year when he had his accident. I I traveled with Tom and Julie and the family. That was an extraordinary, that was one of those focus points where I said, I just knew like he wasn't gonna be long. And I wanted, you know, not only recordings, but I wanted time with Zig before he walked off the planet. Um, I do a lot of work still like active work uh, Brian Tracy, Michael Tracy, uh, you know, all the old greats. I called them <laughs> the old greats. I
2: mean, Zig Ziglar is just, I mean, his, all of his stuff is still so good. I listened to mm-hmm. a ton of that still. Yeah. So, um,
1: so can I be back on your podcast? Does that make sense to do what my, my thought was when we were talking is the women's perspective of it, Uh huh. because I don't, I mean, a lot of women stand back and don't jump in as far. And I yeah. did all. And I did all this as single mom, so when I left Robert, Dolph Drus and Diane Kennedy got me the website Rich Mom Single Mom. So we do a lot of work in the single parenting space. I mean, 62% of the nation lives uh, in single or blended families. So yeah. anyway, just how to do that successfully is uh, just a just a more conversation I've been having. But I can go deep into any of the other topics too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's definitely a lot of alignment there. So let's, uh, let's follow up via email. We'll get you scheduled and yeah, it'd be great to have you on as a guest.
1: Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you and have great holidays. If we don't talk before then, um, hopefully we can get scheduled the next few weeks. That'd be awesome.
2: Yeah, that sounds great. Appreciate it. Glad we were able to make this happen and great getting connected with you here.
1: You too. Have a great day. Thanks,
2: Laurel. We'll see you later.
1: Bye. Bye. So this is Laurel and you've been listening to my podcast. If you've enjoyed this, I have a couple things you can do that are completely up to you. Number one, take my quiz, go to integratedwealthsystems.com and take the quiz. You will find that there's one of four personalities, financial personalities, we call them, that you're going to fall into. So as you take the quiz, it'll actually go through and identify, are you, you know, uh, in stagnant cash flow, right? Are you overpaying taxes? Do you have debt issues? You know, are you a lifestyle junkie? Where are you? And then from there, it goes to a video that actually gives you some solutions on how to correct that problem. So again, go to integratedwellsystems.com, take my quiz, and we'll go from there.
0: Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.